Open our Bibles and look. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And we are going to, we are going to, what should I say? I just read the Bible verse, right? It's 12 o'clock. You know, back in those days, they used to just read the Bible. Amen, everybody, and go home. It's 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Wow. How many of you are hungry? Look, you're hungry. Some people are really, and I'm glad. They're so sincere. Everybody else is not hungry, right? Relax. If you're hungry, stay for padlock. So, because if you drive, that's another 20 minutes all the way home. Just stay here for padlock and eat here, okay? We don't have sack lunches, so we can't bring it here, Jim. I'm sorry. But uh, let's read chapter 2, verse number 21. Chapter 2, verse number 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. Number 22. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. 24. And to offer a sacrifice and keeping him, and sorry, in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves of two young pigeons. I'm going to stop there for only one minute because time flies and I'm not going to emphasize that much or that much in those verses. You know what's going on here. Jesus was born already and according to the ceremonial law, which is the law of Moses, they were supposed to be staying at home. Now, your Bible, the NIV says they, King James and some other versions, they said she. Now, is there a big difference? Yes, it is a big difference for some people. For some people, it's not. The majority of the scriptures said they. Because they were thinking about both Mary and Jesus. They were staying for 40 days at home. Some people said 41 days at home to be cleansed because they were unclean according to the law. Some people said it was only she. That what Jean Cain's wrote is a she. But many of the manuscripts says they both stay because they were unclean. After, she, I mean, Jesus was born, by the eighth day he was supposed to be circumcised. And I'm not going to go into because I think you know about that. And if you don't know and you have your kid telling you what is that, parents, it's the time for you to tell them. You can use pictures, whatever you want, okay? And after that, just a saying. After that, after the 40 days, they were supposed to be going back to the temple, and they were supposed to be giving a sacrifice because he was the firstborn. How many firstborn you find in the Bible? Many times we talk about the firstborn. I'm not going to get into that. He was the firstborn, so they went to the temple to have a sacrifice but the sacrifice, according to, the Mo to Moses' law, was supposed to be a little pigeon or dove and a lamb. If you don't have the money to buy a lamb, it's like, I guess, buying a Mercedes, you know, or something, then you just give two birds, a dove and another dove, or a dove and, an, and, a, and a pigeon, both of them. Just by that, many people realize the family of Christ, they were not people with money, because the only bad 
two little birds. That's all they did. They didn't have enough money to buy something else. Also, that made you think about something. Some people said, what about the wise men who bring gifts who are expensive to Christ? Well, that happened later, seems to be. This thing is happening before. So 40 days happened. The wise men didn't appear yet. But some people also look all of these pictures. Just by, say, by, just by looking at this, they said, isn't that God amazing? These people are poor, and God provides through the wise men things for them to move on in life. Isn't that great? Well, they praise the Lord for that. So that's what's going on right now. Now, finishing this, let me tell you what happened next. Now, the next verse about that, which is the one we are going to be focusing right now at 12 and 4 minutes. Just in case, I want to let you know the time through my sermon. Uh, verse number 25 says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. I'm going to stop right there. This is the main point. All of this thing is happening. The ceremonial law is happening with, with, with Mary and Joseph and Jesus bringing his kid to the temple of Jerusalem. And this man called Simeon, who the Bible says he was righteous and what? And devoted. His name, by the way, means the ones who listens and do something about it. The one who listens and acts on it. The one who listens and move on forward, the one who listens, Simeon, he was righteous, and he was devoted to God. Two things there. He was righteous with other people. He was righteous with you and me. When he sees you around and, he, and you need something, he tries to help you as much as he can. When he says, I mean, when he sees you, that you are crying, and you need some kind of counseling, he's there. He's trying to help. With man, he was righteous. With God, he was devoted. He was faithful. He was always there. None of those things, I mean, those things always go together. You cannot be righteous without being devoted to God. I want to tell you that. You can call it anything else. You can be a nice person. But you cannot be righteous if you are not devoted to God. Many people talk about Christ as being a nice man because he did nice things. But if they don't link Jesus Christ to God, he's just a nice guy who did nice things. But because he was devoted, he was connected, he was all the time with God, he was a righteous man. And here Simeon, same thing happened with him. Now, he was in the temple. And during those days in the temple, you can only imagine it was one side of the temple and you have lots of people like you. And let's do something right now. Let's do something right now. I want you, for all of you guys, to tell me, to tell me something. Tell me, what have you eaten during Christmas? The Christmas, uh, the Christmas Eve, I don't know, the 25, we eat at, I mean, at midnight. I mean, we kind of like, very good Adventists, which we are really tempted. We eat at midnight. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, what did you eat during Christmas? And I want you to tell me out loud, 
and everybody at the same time. Take your time, okay? One, I mean, when I say it out loud, I don't say, ah, I scream. No, out loud, like saying, you know, I ate tortillas and this and that. No, just, just like that. Out loud, everybody at once. Just tell me, relax, don't do it fast, just normal. One, two, three. Keep come on. Mark, I'm not listening to you. He only says rice. Okay, stop it. Good. Good. I'm hungry now. It's 12 7. Woo! No more food over there. You see, I hear someone here saying pozole, 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 like five times pozole. I guess that's all they have pozole. That's good. But everybody else was saying, you know, this, this. Mark didn't say that much. He only said rice, right? You say only rice? Turkey. He said turkey. You know, some of you guys were talking and talking. From here, I couldn't understand anything, really, to many of you. But I was supposed to be, the, the only way for me to understand some of you was if I pay attention. If I, if I see Darlene, I have to pay attention to what she's saying. Kind of like moving my ears, even that they look like that, moving like, like that, you know? Well, here we have Simeon going to the temple, and all these people in the temple talking just like you, not about food, but just talking, being loud about it. Some people exchanging money. Some people, you know, doing some transactions. The animals, man, dogs maybe there. There probably was their dogs or cats. I don't know. And some people, hey, kid, come here. Calling, just being loud. And among that loudness, Simeon was probably listening to God, listening to the Holy Spirit. The Bible said, uh, let's see, verse number 25, I'm going to repeat this. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Let me tell you this, that word waiting for the consolation it's also translated together when you say he was listening for God to talk because he was waiting for the Messiah to come. He was listening among all those people in that temple. He was being aware that God is going to talk anytime and he needs to be alert. Among all those people, alert. He was listening, he was waiting. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, is it possible for the Holy Spirit to be upon you, even in the middle of Orange, the city of Orange downtown, or the middle of LA downtown, or the middle of any downtown? Is it possible for the Holy Spirit to be upon you, guiding you and telling you what to do? Is it possible? Yes, it is. The difference is that we need to be aware and being able to listen to the voice of God. We need to be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit telling us what to do. You see, by now, Jesus was born. By that moment, you don't have any beautiful star following and everybody like, Wow, there is Mary, and suddenly these angels move with Mary everywhere she goes. 
you don't have something magnificent, something like a miracle, Joseph moving with Jesus, and then this light following them everywhere, like being me here, and I mean, behind this light, and this light following me everywhere. No, you don't have that. They were just people. They were just people like you and me who were bringing Jesus Christ to the temple. And even so, among all of that, with all that noise, Simeon was listening. And the Holy Spirit was with him. And he was able, according to the Bible that I'm going to read next, to see that that was the Messiah. That that was the baby, the Christ, who was supposed to be coming to take care of business here on this earth. Is that possible for you and me? I think it's possible. Christmas is over. The food, the gifts, the tree, in a few, what, two more weeks or something, the trees are going to be there in the street or cutting in pieces. I like to, I know it's dangerous, but, uh, you know, I do it little by little without knowledge, just cut it and put it in the fireplace. <laughs> My kids love the fire. I know, you know, but we do it little pieces by little. We didn't do it last year, Martha. We didn't do it last year. But, you know, all those trees are going to be over. They're dead right there on the streets. Everything is, Christmas is over until next year. What are you going to do? Christ was born already. Are you listening? Is the question. Are we listening? Now when I keep reading the Bible text, because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was upon him, he, and then verse number 26 at 12, 12 says, I mean the time, 12, 12. It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not die before he had seen the Lord, the Lord's Christ. And number 27, moved by the Holy Spirit, he went into the, the temple courts when, the par when the parents brought the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the Lord required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. Two things he did because the Holy Spirit was upon him. First of all, he what? He was waiting. The Holy Spirit was upon him. It has been revealed to him. The Holy Spirit revealed something that he didn't know. And in this year, this coming year, 2010, you don't know what is going to happen. I can tell you this church is going to grow. This church is going to do wonderful. We don't know what is going to happen. Your ministry doesn't know how it's going to be handled. You're probably thinking, well, I'm going to try to do good, good things this year, you know, having great events this year. That doesn't mean anything because the only person who can reveal is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to this church. The Holy Spirit not only wants to reveal the things that you need to do in your life and with this ministry, but he wants to make you move. Because the Bible says that he moved by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, Holy Spirit was kind of the one that's saying, come on, move on. He's the one. To the point that he wasn't afraid to approach somebody's baby. Just think about it. Ladies, you know, mothers who are carrying your baby, suddenly some man comes, wow, what a beautiful baby. And he wants to carry the baby. He wants to hug. And he's so happy. And you're like, who are you? Are you going to let the baby go? No. You're going to realize, like, excuse me, who are you? I don't know you. 
you're coming out of nowhere. But this man, because he did have the Holy Spirit, he was living, he was connected with God all the time. The Holy Spirit revealed to him, you know, among all those people, that's the one who needs to be praised, who needs to be worshipped. He's the Savior. And because of that, by the Holy Spirit, he got moved. And I can only imagine just going him, maybe old man, just going, dun, dun, dun. Just, just this music. Dun, 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 dun. Just like, you know, the movie Jazz, jazz you know. But that was kind of like scary, right? Dun, 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 dun. But this one, it wasn't like that, but it was like going, you know, dun, 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 like, and she's probably kind of like, what, 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 dun, dun. And he probably had something in his face that revealed who was living in his life. And the one living in his life of this man was the Holy Spirit, God. Once he got the baby, once he approached Mary, once he praised the Lord, he said, verse 29 at 12, 16 minutes. Sober, sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. In a few words, Jesus Christ was born for each one of you and me. Jesus Christ was born to take care of your problems, to take care of your life, to take care of your busyness and your troubles and everything you have, Jesus Christ was born. Not only for Adventists, not only for the people of Israel, but was born for all people and Gentiles, and they used to call him, call them. He was born for everyone. But he doesn't stop there. Verse 33, the child's father and mother they were amazed at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will be pierced your own soul too. What is that saying? You ever realize what that says? You know, many people believe that this section, this part, does not have to do necessarily with Jesus Christ finding, I mean, bringing division to the Israelite people by Pharisees here and, and you know, Sadducees over there and him saying the truth and doing this. No, no, it's not about that. It about, it's, it's about Jesus Christ being born and being born in your life and in my life and telling you how much he loves you and telling you how much he wants for you and telling you how much he believes in you to the point that you are going to be discomfort, to the point that you are not going to know what to do and you have to make a decision. Or you go with what Christ said because he loved you so much, or you do whatever you want in your life. Isn't that 
the situation in which you and I are right now? Isn't that what happened with many people even today? You know how they make the wrong decisions, and you teach them, you teach them, not how you make the right decisions, but how God can change their lives, how can Jesus Christ change their lives, and you bring them, Christ, in front of them, and they're like this. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. As a pastor, I have seen those people. Have you? Have you seen them? I have seen those people that they have the truth in front of them. They have Christ in front of them. They know that that's the way to go. And they still cannot make the decision. They are there. Like, like, like you were saying uh, 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 this morning, Suzanne, you know, with, with me. Do you practice it? Because otherwise you are like a deer in front of the light. like, Or like those rabbits, you know, when you put the light, they, the ears, they don't move. They're kind of like frozen. And many of those people are just doing that. Christ was born. The Messiah has come. Salvation is in front of the door. Their door and your door. Salvation is in front of your eyes, your heart. You have to make a decision for Christ. And we don't know what to do. And that happens in Israel. He said that happens in his own people, among his own people. My question my appeal for you today is that we know that Christ was born. We know and we imagine and get excited about how the manger and everything, the little animals there. and all. I mean, that was beautiful. Well, Mary walking through the aisle when we do programs this year. We didn't do something like that. But when you see all of that, you get all excited, like, wow, Christmas is here. And you think about, about gifts. And you think about the moments you spend with your family. That's all great. But that doesn't mean anything. If when you are confronted with Christ himself and you know what to do, you don't do anything about it. Because Christ came to make those kind of divisions. Not between those who are safe and those who are here. Or those, sorry, those who are not safe and those who are here safe, as many of us think. He came to make the division and he came to shake your life for you, even if you are saved, to know what to do and to make it and do it just like Simeon. Because Simeon was listening, but he didn't only listen, he did something about it. That's why these last words from Simeon to his mother, Jesus' mother, is so important. This child is destined to cause the falling for all of those who don't look, don't accept the sacrifice of Christ. The falling I'm raising for all of those who accept Christ. The falling I'm raising of many in Israel, you and me. And to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts, your heart and my heart, those thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. It's like Jesus pushing you to the corner. It's like having a fight with Jesus. 
It's like you getting the gloves and Jesus being better than you and Jesus being stronger than you and he's hitting you in the face and he's hitting you in the chest and he's hitting you in your whole body and he pushed you to that corner and you are waiting for that bell to sound and the bell is not ringing and he keeps hitting you and he keeps pushing you in that corner. You have those thoughts in your heart. You will be revealed when you are pushed to that corner. And you have to do something about it. What is going to be your decision? The bell is not going to sound. The bell for many of us is not going to sound. But you are in that corner. You are in that corner being pushed by Jesus Christ, who was born as a little baby and who is telling you what to do. What? are you going to do? At the end of that verse, it says, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. And this is talking to Mary. Mary didn't expect that at the end she was supposed to be suffering so much for that Christ. Because that Christ even that brought salvation to many, peace to many, he also brought pain to many. He also brought a decision making that they had to make. They had to do, and they didn't. And she saw Jesus Christ being crucified. And she was suffering for you. She was, sorry, she was suffering for Christ, but Christ was sacrificing his life for you and me. Simple as that. So who was Simeon? Simeon was not just any guy who approached in the middle of nowhere and said, oh, you are the Savior. He was someone that was led by the Holy Spirit because he was living by the Holy Spirit, because he was listening and he was moved by the Holy Spirit. And from him come this message that now we can learn, both of us, you and me, both, one-on-one, -on -one, we can learn. Or as a church, you can learn and I can learn and my family that Jesus Christ came to save you. And you need to make a decision. And for this year, you need to, be, to make a decision. For your ministry, you need to make a decision. For this church, we need to make a decision. But that decision is not going to happen if we don't listen. We need to listen. Isn't that great? Amen. I want to listen. Sometimes I get, this, I, I get disturbed and just looking something else because I'm listening to everybody else. And I mentioned this many times. I listen to somebody else. Church, it's time to listen to God. It's time to be aware of what's going on around us. Even that someone says, this crisis is coming this way, or if somebody else, this thing is happening here, it's time for you and me in the middle of all of this to listen to the voice of God through the Holy Spirit. God is going to do wonderful things. If you don't see God, sorry, if you don't see Jesus Christ coming, in your time life, like myself, like my grandpa, 
who already die and he thought, I'm going to see Jesus coming. So shall I see him? Thank you, God, because you give me the opportunity to meet the baby. You give me the opportunity to see the Messiah, and you already have done so. You already are there. But it's time to move on. It's time to move on. But not alone. Let's move on with grace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. This Christ was born as a baby. The Messiah came to save us all. Not only this church, not only a few, he came to save us all. But help us to listen to that message. Help us to hear the call, even among us and for people here in the city of Orange. Help us to preach the gospel of that Jesus who is coming soon, not as a baby, but as a savior, as a king. Help us to bring the love of Christ to others. Help us to be righteous and do the things that we need to do with others. Help us to be devoted with you. Help us to listen. Be church. Want to be with you. And they want to listen so you can reveal what you want for this church. What you want for each one of the ministries. Help us not only to listen, but to move. To move with our families. To move with our wives and husbands. With our kids. To move with our brothers and sisters. Because the end is here. And there is so much work to do. Help us not to, not to forgive the love of God through Jesus Christ. Thank you. Because you listen to our prayers. And as we leave this place, we want to ask for your Holy Spirit to keep guiding us. For you to bless our families. In Jesus' name. We want to ask all of this. Amen.